Deshaun Tate here from Tate's Take, where basketball lives. Got my dude with me, Lindsey Huddleston from SPS Sports Psychology Solutions. Did I say that right? You got it right, man. <laughs> Try saying that three times fast. Um, with everything going on in the world today, I know a lot of people looking at it from a pessimistic side, everything with 2020 and things like that. But there's still some good things going on in 2020, especially right here on this campus, Michigan State University, as for the second week in a row, Michigan State has picked up the number one player um, by position. And um, and one, obviously, last week being Imani Bates uh, out of Ypsilanti, Ypsilanti Prep now from the Lincoln Rail Splitters. Uh, but as of today, uh, having the opportunity to land the number one shooting guard in the class of 2021, that being none other than Max Christie. You spend a lot of time on this campus, obviously. Uh, Lindsay, give me a little bit of your take and your insight on how this works for this program and how much time is really needed a recruiting class such as this. You know, excellent point. You know, uh, it's a great time for Spartan Nation as we stand here in front of Sparty uh, getting this great recruit. Uh, the hashtag for the football team, Mel Tucker, is relentless, but that's also part of Tom Mizzo's plan too. He has been a relentless recruiter uh, working on a recruiting trail, and I think this uh, second big recruit is indicative of what he's been about and is really showing the whole state of Michigan, and not the country, Michigan State basketball is a premier program, a destination that people want to be around. The last thing I'll say about that is you hear so many recruits talk about the family aspect. I remember Vernon Carey, who ended up going to Duke, being here on a recruiting trip, and I talked to him. I said, what is it about this program? He said, it's the family thing. Imani Bates talked about the loyalty. So uh, there's a lot of authenticity that comes out of Tom Mizzo's program, and I think that's why you get the type of recruits you're getting right now. You know, that makes a lot of sense because just being from here, born and raised and just bred here, essentially almost like on this campus, uh, you heard a lot about a lot of those similar words, you know, being a family and, and loyalty. And obviously that's what they're all about. I've even spoken to some guys in the past, Chris Webbers and, and um, Jabari Parkers, plenty of guys. I'm sure Vernon Carey, like you alluded to, kind of said many of the same things when he's just talking about the family atmosphere and just so many of the guys that, you know, have kind of embraced them uh, mm -hmm. to bring them here on campus campus and that they love Tom Izzo still. Izzo kind of checks in on these guys mm -hmm. a lot of times. Um, as I'm sitting here looking at it, you know, because I know that Max Christie uh, brother was offered uh, a scholarship as well uh, within the last few weeks or something like that. So in the event, I'm sitting here thinking about, like, could this potentially have been a package deal, whether Imani Bates does reclassify or not to go from 2022 to 2021, uh, even more so whether it's a package deal between Christie and or uh, between Christie and Bates or Christie and his brother uh, getting that commitment, what do you think that that says necessarily about this program as a whole? Well, uh, Tom Izzo is uh, probably one of the last of the Mohicans, one of the last mentally tough coaches as it relates to being hard-nosed. And guys who want to go to the NBA know they need that preparation, and that's what makes Michigan State a destination. You saw that in Jaron Jackson Jr. You knew he was going to be one and done no matter where he went, but he knew the shortcomings he has was just building himself, not just physically, but mentally. And that's what draws people into the Michigan State program. It could very well be a package deal. It could be something to say, hey, if you come here, we'll make room for you and everyone else. And why not? And at this point, you know, all those other teams are loaded up. The Dukes of the world, the Kentuckys, you know, you know what's happening. But you still get this family atmosphere. And there's nothing like this campus, man. People come here and they're embraced um, from the open door practice policy where everyone can kind of be around. And it's just, uh, this is when Tom Izzo gets to benefit from being the the most senior coach around, if you will, mm -hmm. as it relates to other programs, particularly another one in this state, uh, not too far from this campus. 
Yeah, we want to talk about them right now because they still got some work cut out for themselves in regards to uh, some of the recruiting. And make no mistake about it, Juwan Howard is um, doing a very good job in terms of his recruiting. Even though he's not landing some of the guys we talked about, Isaiah Todd before, we talked about Josh Christopher, who he wasn't able to get. But I think it's just, uh, it's, it's just in, in due time, I really believe that. Um, and we are definitely going to keep it Michigan State here. However, I want to make sure that I mention that because when that starts to happen and that starts to ramp up, uh, I think that is very important that we kind of pay attention to that because they are getting um, being put into conversation of a lot of elite, talented players on the high school circuit that are considering them in their top five. And even though they didn't choose them, they're pretty much in a, in a roundabout way what kind of feels like sometimes right on the heels of uh, of Tom Izzo. Just a couple more minutes uh, here with Lindsey Huddleston from, from SPS. Um, you know, when I'm when I'm sitting back and I'm looking at this thing, I'm telling people all the time, people are, you know, killing me about how Imani Bates is not going to spend any time on the campus. You're never going to see him dressed in the green and white. We don't know exactly what that is. It's all speculative. Um, and whether the NBA comes calling and, and lifts the age restriction or the G League throws a ton of money on them, one thing that we do know is that we have another verbal commit with a player who uh, could potentially, you know, reap the benefits from playing with the Imani Bates or not playing with Imani Bates being Max Christie because he'll have the opportunity to have the ball in his hands so much. How do you think that something like that works out in his favor? Because for me, after watching so much basketball, he kind of reminds me of a, another former Spartan great in Gary Harris. Yeah, you know, uh, Gary Harris is really get good getting it in. But I think this is generational too, Deshaun, meaning this generation, they go where the hype is. I'm not taking anything away from the substance and the decision of him making that, you know, call. But Right now, COVID has everything real low. The hype of Imani Bates to be able to, you know, connect yourself to that kind of hype machine and what's going on right now. And it's sad to say, this generation is known for decommitting as much as they commit too. So right now, all the hype is around this. Uh, Max Christie is on people's radar, and he may not have been other than real insiders like yourself who really follow this and what's going on. So now he's getting his social media likes up. He's getting a lot of attention. And uh, you will hope that there's some consistency with that and there's real substance behind it. And uh, he keeps that commitment all the way through to his time to be on campus. Now, this is the way I see it, uh, Lindsey, just complete and, and just total disclosure. Does Tom Izzo need, did he need these recruits? Like, these are recruits that are right in his backyard. I know that Duke and Coach K typically recruit very well out of the Chicago area, as does Tom Izzo with some of his players. But were these must-get guys? Does the, is this something that will help solidify his legacy? Because just the, the, the way that I'm looking at it is that he has to win national championships with these guys, and the window seems to be closing in regards to how much time that he really has before he can cut down the natty. To answer your question, I can't help but take a, uh, a quote from uh, Coach Calipari, what he tells his top recruits. I want you, but I don't need you. Mm. I'll say the same thing for Tom Izzo, and this is what I would say to him as a friend with the time I spent around him. He wants a national championship, but he doesn't need it because mm. he has one. Now, as we said before, if you can get – two national championships that puts you in a different stratosphere mm -hmm. and he's a competitor he wants that uh the window is still open there's still an opportunity and with the drive and determination he has this is the kind of path he wants to be on where he can recruit these one and dones which makes him feel relevant that way he can answer the question hey do you really have it to be able to go up against a duke in recruiting go up against a kentucky in recruiting and also to be able to win chicago he lost to barry parker chicago mm -hmm. native you know to uh duke uh now with this new opportunity he's taking advantage of this um, I think there's an opportunity for him to take advantage of his relevance right now. Uh, many could argue that he would have been in the Final Four, if not the championship game, if this season wasn't ended because of COVID-19. And I think in this particular case, uh, he's probably just as surprised as many other people that he was able to recruit mm -hmm. these kind of guys. And I say that with all due respect mm -hmm. because – 
he has he's one of the last of Mohicans, like I said before. He's one of those last guys that can build a program. And what young people need now is mental toughness. And Coach uh, Tom Mizzo is the mental toughness coach of this generation right now. Lindsey Huddleston knowing all about mental toughness, SPS. Uh, you know, when I'm looking at this lens, though, I'm seeing it as if Although he really did need these guys, I know everybody take you know every everybody seems like they're kind of going the the one and done way you know where you do have somebody like a, a coach Cal who put everything in motion what it feels like and seems like so to speak uh, with the one and done and then of course behind him you have Coach K who seems like he took a page out of there as well um, but Tom Izzo isn't necessarily known for having some of his best seasons with one-and-done players or having some of his best endings with one-and-done players, even two and out. It wasn't too long ago that we did see him. We can't ign these are things that we can't ignore. Standing, standing in front of the Sparty statue or not, we cannot ignore the fact that there was a team that he had which only lost about four or five games. Miles mm -hmm. Bridges as a sophomore, uh, a lottery pick. Jaron Jackson Jr. as a freshman, a lottery pick, mm -hmm. freshman of the year within the mm -hmm. conference and so mm -hmm. forth. You lose in your own backyard. Uh, to Syracuse in Detroit, and he got Jaron Jackson sitting over there on the bench. These are things that people around this area are not forgetting. They're not ignoring it. It's consistently coming up, and I think that it's also in the back of Tom Izzo's mind, and the big question is, is will we see something like that uh, again, what kind of conversations are is is are the parents mm -hmm. having with Tom Izzo in regards mm -hmm. to uh, something like that potentially even happening again? So, if if you are Tom Izzo, what is that mentality? What is that mindset? You work so much within mental. What is that mentality and wit and what he likely was telling some of the parents to to confirm that there won't be any of those situations again? One word: evolution. Tom Izzo's got an opportunity to evolve. He looks back on that, and I'm sure he would wish for any reason to have had Jaron Jackson Jr. on the floor, even if it was still a loss. But that's what you get when you go back in hindsight. He's uh, committed to the tape. He goes back and he watches the tape, and I'm sure he's had discussions with other great basketball minds of what he can do. Now I think there's an opportunity for him to move forward and learn from that, mm -hmm. you know, not to be in that situation again. And, um, you know, coaches play things over and over in their mind all the time, and I'm sure there are many things he would want to go back and do and change because of that matter. So with that being said, I think there's an opportunity for him to evolve. He can learn from that. Uh, he has a great coaching staff around him, other great coaching minds that can give him great insight. You know, and coaching, that's a fraternity. Who knows? He may have had a conversation with Coach uh, Beheim after that. He may have had a conversation with Coach K, Coach Cal, to say, hey, this is how that works. And I will say this. There are certain coaches, and you and I saw that when uh, you came to be here. Uh, in, for the Duke uh, game. For the Duke game. Mm -hmm. Certain coaches just really have Coach Izzo's number, and I mm -hmm. say that with all due respect. Mm -hmm. uh, Coach Izzo has his day as well, but a lot of these Hall of Fame coaches that are on par with him, it's really a fight with them a lot of times compared to the other programs. But you have to remember, Michigan State was always known to be an underdog program, and because they played those tough schedules all the time, it put them in a great type of space come March, and I think that's happening again. But um, Tom Izzo's going to be singing this swan song pretty soon uh, with a, probably a few more seasons left. I think he's going to continue to have high recruits because he's going to be the most senior guy around. And uh, he has evolved into person. The last thing I'll say about that, with the tragedy of uh, Cassius Winston losing his brother Zach, I've had many conversations with Tom Izzo. One about how does he stay relevant, and he said it has a lot to do with the Steve Smiths of the world, the Magic Johnsons of the world, the Draymond Greens always being around the program, and that's what's helping him bring in these top recruits. So I think you're going to see evolution in Tom Izzo, and I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out completely on top. You know, one of my biggest issues has always been whether you're diehard Sparty or not, 
one of my biggest issues has always been the fact that sometimes you get spoiled by going to the final four so often. Mm -hmm. That's one of the biggest issues that I've had because uh, a lot of times I feel like the, the fan base tries to treat final fours like they're national championships. Mm -hmm. If you're Michigan State, I mean, Tom Izzo built this thing essentially from the ground up his way with the help, obviously, of uh, of Judd Heathcote, mm -hmm. God rest his soul. And so from that standpoint, he wanted to put – uh, the program in a position where they can contend and be in the same conversations with the UCLA's and the Dukes, the North Carolinas, the Kansas, the Kentuckys. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Connecticut is another one that has won, you know, a ton of championships, four of them, I think, in the last 25 years. But, um, you know, with doing all of that, it comes down to winning the national championship. And, and I think that that's something that's very important. And, you know, when you are Michigan State and you put yourself in that kind of conversation, you know, you, you, you don't lose some of these games, regardless of how good they are going to national championship. I know that Butler was good, but you mm -hmm. can't afford to lose those games to Butler and you go half of a half without scoring from the field. You can't afford to lose to the Texas Techs. We know that they're a defense, that they were a defensive program right, right. a couple years ago, 2019, going to national championship and losing to Virginia. But that was your national championship to win. If I would have told you that it would have been uh, Michigan State, Virginia, uh, Texas Tech and Auburn for in the final four, and, and, and looking at the pedigree of those coaches, with all due respect, uh, but what they've accomplished versus what Tom Izzo has accomplished, you would have told me probably more than likely Michigan State behind Cassius Winston after beating Zion Williamson, a generational player in Duke, that they were going to win the national right. championship. That didn't happen. I think that still needs to be on the mind of not just Tom Izzo, but the players that may be potentially returning that was on that roster. And the same thing, uh, to have that same kind of hunger and fight uh, within the players that are going to be coming in for the following year. So I definitely wanted to make sure that I mentioned that. Another thing is that, you know, I've heard a lot of rumors and people saying that, you know, it's out to seem as if uh, Tom Izzo is not recruiting those elite players anymore, those one-and-done players. Uh, that, to me, couldn't seem any more false than it is right now, looking at the fact that he just grabbed the number one player overall in the country of all high schools, of all high school students, but even the number one shooting guard in the country for the class of 2021. Um, does this add a little extra pressure to Tom Izzo in the event that he doesn't win these national championships now that he has those players? Because if, if, if we can't, and, and I hate to get a little long-winded with you, Lens, but right, if, if we're in a position where we're criticizing Coach Cal in 2015 for having the recruits and having the players and having the talent, they go 38-0, but nobody's going to remember that. They're going to remember the fact that they, you know, lost in the, in the semifinal. Right. And it's the same thing with Duke. When they get number one, number two, number three between Barrett, Williamson, and Reddish, mm -hmm. but they don't win a national championship. Right. Tom Izzo has to be held at that exact same um, – uh, he has to be held to the same standard. What are your thoughts on that overall? No, it's a good thing. I think when you talk about pressure, uh, I see Tom Izzo putting more pressure on himself mm -hmm. than he'll receive from Michigan State. Mm -hmm. uh, he set a standard by being uh, Mr. March, uh, Mr. Final Four, which is a standard that Michigan State University is happy and accepts. But just him personally, individually, I think he wants to be able to move into that other stratosphere, having a second championship, if not a third. Um, I understand the criticism that comes, but I also have to look at it from a standpoint of what was the expectation of the Michigan State program years ago, even after that national championship win. No one was expecting that to happen again, but you saw him still steady work and work his way. And I think what continues to make Michigan State relevant is that these guys want a chance to play in the NBA. And one thing they're finding from the Duke players and whatnot, Michigan State players, no matter how they go, what time they go to the draft, they are always uh, held in a more higher regard mm -hmm. than others. I've even known about um, GMs calling Michigan State coaches 
regarding players that got drafted to other teams mm -hmm. just because they knew that player was getting recruited by Michigan State. So Tom Izzo on this staff has established a reputation behind uh, throughout the NBA as being a team that prepares guys for the next level. And at the end of the day, when these young people are looking around, doing things, deciding to school, yeah, they love to be able to say, I went to Duke, I went to, you know, uh, you know uh, Kentucky. But if I go to a Michigan State Tom Izzo coach team, there's a chance I'm going to have some longevity sure. in the NBA. And sure. I think that's what continues to win out. And, again, that pressure, I think that pressure is being more uh, what Tom Izzo puts on himself as opposed to what the rest of the basketball community is stating. Makes more than a little bit of sense to me as it appears that Isaiah Jackson and Jalen Terry seem to kind of be like an afterthought a little bit at this point, seeing as two, uh, two highly other uh, regarded players uh, that Michigan State have landed in just within about a week or so. Imani Bates out of Ypsilanti and Max Christie out of Chicago. Um, let the people know where they can find some of your work. You do a lot of great work. I just came on with you. We did some stuff put on YouTube. Let the people know where they can find it, all the good stuff that you're doing with SPS. I appreciate it. Sports Psychology Solutions, you can find me at www.thespsedge.org, www.thespsedge.org. Sports Psychology Solutions is a nonprofit organization. Uh, I've just released my second book, The SPS Edge, A Guide to Mental Toughness in Sports and Life Post-COVID-19. I have great interviews, including Coach Tom Izzo, uh, talk about my experience with Coach Calipari and other great coaches but also just preparing ourselves to be mentally tough in sports and life in this new normal that we'll be living in in COVID-19. I appreciate you coming on the SPS Mental Health uh, Moment podcast just recently. You can find out on YouTube at the SPS Edge but you know it's all about really helping these young people prepare themselves to go forward and I appreciate you for having me on Taste Take. No doubt man and I appreciate you. SPS Edge the first book, the second book, when the third one come out go and get those two. Oh I can vouch for that. I could definitely do that. And let me tell you something, if, if you have no earthly idea and you have possibly not been able to subscribe to Tate's Take the Podcast, make sure that you go and do that. Follow along on social media as well at Tate's Take Hoops, T-A-T-E-S-T-A-K-E-H-O-O-P-S, where basketball lives. So if you're having a hard time, and I know that y'all really good with those phones and y'all type real fast, so I know that y'all not going to pull a fast one on me. I'm telling you right now, I know how this stuff works. Make sure that you go to your search box. Uh, that little magnifying glass, you hover right over that. You put in Tate's Take. Make sure that you subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I can't say it enough times. Tell your mama, tell your grandmama, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And I appreciate you for doing so as well. Remember to follow along on social media at Tate's Take Hoops, the podcast.